This episode of Coach to Coach is brought to you by my coach training program for academics and higher education professionals. I'll be the first to admit that I've never needed my coaching skills more than in this roller coaster of a year. An anchor for me during this time has been meeting with my coach training participants each week to explore how we can hold space for clients, listen for the things that they care about most, and help them to achieve their goals through focused questions, activities, and tools. If you think that becoming a coach might be a fit for your professional development goals, you can learn more about the coach training program or sign up for a 30-minute Q&A session with me to ask all of your questions at higheredcoaches.com. Cohorts begin in January, April, and June, and I'd love to have you join us. Welcome to Coach to Coach, a podcast dedicated to showcasing the power of coaching. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder, and I offer coaching to academics and higher education professionals to bring more ease to their lives and work. Before you dive into this episode, here's a quick introduction to the structure of the show. In each season of Coach to Coach, a new guest coach will come on the show to demonstrate a range of coaching tools and strategies. The first episode will offer you an introduction to the guest coach. Then I'll coach the guest, and they'll coach me for the next six episodes, and always on real topics and issues we're dealing with in our own lives. Each season will end with a debrief episode where we'll talk about how the season went and offer any updates on the topics covered in earlier episodes. It might make the most sense to start each season in the beginning and listen to the episodes in order. This season, I'm delighted to introduce you to Dr. Danielle Barkley, a higher education professional and coach in training. Danielle currently works as a career and professional development educator at the University of British Columbia, where she specializes in supporting students at the master's and PhD level. Coaching gives Danielle the opportunity to engage in career conversations with a wider audience, including mid-career professionals, career changers, and anyone wondering what their best life could look like. Hi, Danielle. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Katie? I'm good, and I am so excited to do this debrief episode and update our listeners about how everything went after all these episodes this season, and just talk a little bit about our coaching techniques and our experiences as coaches and clients. I'm really looking forward to it as well. It feels like a nice way to kind of wrap up this experience, and also as we're recording, kind of moving into that whole space of wrapping up the year, so it feels really apt to be doing this now. Yeah, as we're recording this, it is like the tail end of U.S. Thanksgiving weekend, so right at the end of November. Um, And I know this first episode where I coached you, Danielle, we were talking about defining professional development and really trying to think about what did this mean for you in a very personalized way. So let's start there. Is there anything from this episode that really sticks out to you or that's kind of an update for you? Yeah. So for me, this was a coaching conversation where I left, I think, with some pretty clearly defined goals that were actually pretty clear in my mind and stuck in my mind. And I will say that that hasn't always been my experience of coaching. And that isn't even necessarily a way I measure the value of a coaching conversation. I've had lots of coaching conversations where it was more about an insight or or a reflection. But this one, I feel like I left with a a clear to-do list and I made some, some progress on it. So the three items that sort of stuck out in my mind at the end of that conversation were potentially talking to a colleague about professional development 
or more than one colleague their definitions of professional development. Uh, reviewing my past professional development opportunities or experiences to sort of see what patterns I noticed. And then signing up for one professional development experience to sort of try it out with some of this new lens in mind. And I would say I did 1.5 of those things. I did sort of talk to a colleague about the, the colleague I had in mind about the professional development definition. The conversation ended up going in some other directions as, as it ends up doing. So it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was highly, highly focused on this question of defining professional development, but I also think it got at kind of the essence of the issue, which was talking about for both of us, where we fit into higher ed, some of these pieces of identity that I think really surfaced in this conversation, and the notion of kind of defining uh, space for ourselves. So I think that actually really allowed me to pick up on some of the deeper work from that conversation, which was, yes, sort of about professional development, but I think also these bigger questions of, of redefining and reinventing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this episode really seemed to me and, and it connected so well for me to other episodes where I coached you about this idea of like going your own way and kind of defining things for yourself and deciding what is unique about this for me. Like, what do I really need to understand it as so that it has meaning and that it's not just kind of this empty thing that I'm like required to check a box on. Um, and I feel like we talked about that a couple different ways for you. Um, and that resonates so much with me of like making something meaningful so that you actually are motivated <laughs> to do that thing. Yeah. And that notion of, of, of meaning and motivation and also the word that actually comes up, which seems like a big word, but as you're speaking, it's, is liberating. Actually, mm. I felt like that conversation and I don't know that I used that word when we were actually coaching, but when I look back on it, the word that actually really strongly comes up for me is liberating. Mm -hmm. And I ended up signing up pretty casually for a professional development webinar that was offered through my institution. And actually, and I look at this as, as a step forward, but actually about halfway through the second one, I just turned it off and left the Zoom room, which I know could be debatable as an action step. But I think where I was coming from, that also felt really powerful to be mm -hmm. like, I can try these things. I can see what's there. I can get some things from it. And then I can make a decision that maybe this isn't serving me and walk away without a whole story around mm -hmm. it or a whole story around what that meant. Mm -hmm. So that was a, a bit of a surprising outcome of what came from that action of, of trying a different type of professional development experience. And I actually found that really liberating and really empowering to step into that space of, of trying different things without attaching too much of a narrative to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought about this conversation a lot when I was pursuing my own professional development, like during this period of time that we've been talking to each other, because this was kind of our opening conversation. And recently, I've talked about in other places that I, I've been pursuing the PMP, which is a project management credential. And um, you have to take an exam, and, and I did pass it, but I definitely thought I was going to fail it at a certain point. And I had to have this kind of conversation with myself about like, why does this matter? Because my job is not requiring it. You know, I felt like it was important for me to pursue this. And part of it was in some ways, what you've talked about in other parts of the season, the structure of having a learning experience that's a little bit more formalized. Um, and so I was, there was themes in here that I was definitely resonating with and thinking about throughout the rest of our conversations, just around how do you make meaning 
for yourself when, you know, you're trying to be motivated or committed, you're trying to commit to something. And what does that mean to do that? And I felt like um, that came up again later on when we talked about your coaching credential, which we can kind of Mm -hmm. get to a little bit later, but I, there were a lot of themes that I felt crossed over your coaching sessions, which was really fun to kind of see how they came out. Uh, Okay. Anything else about that first session you want to say before we keep on keeping on? No, just said, uh, yeah, I think it's showed up in, in some ways. It's definitely given me a clearer framework to think about these things. And I feel like as I head into a new calendar year, I'm feeling a lot more clarity and confidence about, I I love that question. Why does it matter? And using that as a framework for decision-making. Okay. So then the first session where you coached me was around planning this virtual retreat (laughs) that I'm offering. Uh, the website is up and I will link to it in the show notes. It's happening. Um, the first one actually may have already happened by the time that this episode goes live, but there's another one happening in early January. And this was such a good example for me, um, Danielle, of bringing a topic to a session where I just hadn't had the time to think about it. And I needed to hold space about just figuring something out that, you know, I needed good questions to help me find clarity around a lot of different things, um, prioritizing the, the action steps, but also just like the meaning behind the event. Are there certain things that stick out to you about this particular coaching experience? Yeah, I, I loved this coaching conversation for me as a coach. And I think early on in one of our conversations when I'd been reflecting on maybe my ideal client, I think was the question you had posed. What really came up for me was that I, I love working with people at all stages about thinking about questions, but I'm really drawn to people who are ready to go and need that space held for some of the clarifying pieces. And as you say, that this was a a conversation where you needed just that space to figure it out. I felt like this was a little bit different from some of the coaching conversations I've had before. I'm not sure I had quite ever worked with someone who was at that place of, I know what I need to do and I'm ready to start doing it. I need that container created. So this was incredibly exciting for me as a coach to to walk through that process with you. And I'll also say I had seen uh, the links to the retreat go up. And that was also super fun for me as a coach to be like, oh, here's this thing that we talked about and it's there in the world. And I know it's going to be so beneficial for the people who take part in it. Yeah. I mean, it is such a cool thing to watch your clients do the things that they say they want to do. And, and in past seasons of coach to coach, it, it doesn't always come to fruition by the time we record the deep, the debrief episode, like we'll talk about something and then it takes a while sometimes to kind of move these things forward. Um, but this, this was just, it was an incredibly helpful session to me because I think that I needed to clarify things in my own mind before I felt like I was ready to take action on some of this stuff. And almost immediately after that session, I started designing what was going to happen. I started making more notes. I mean, like literally we hung up the phone and I was like, okay, let me take some notes. I, I think I have a sense of what's going on here. Um, and even just this past, you know, a couple of days ago, I designed the workbook for this retreat and, and kind of finalized some of the details. So I also felt like this was a session that helped me to feel more calm about it um, and helped me to feel like I had an action plan, which again, I think is such a benefit of coaching. If you're just feeling overwhelmed about something or you're not sure where to start or what the pieces are, like there was just so much clarity around it for me by the time we got to the end of that session of just like, these are the key elements that I need to figure out in order to move forward. And even if I didn't quite have them figured out yet, I knew what I needed to do. Um, So it was really fun actually to see that coming together. And I'm glad it was a part of our our sessions that we had together this season. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And the other thing I'll I'll notice about that or I'll note about that session is I got the sense, I think this is probably inherent in you, but then it emerged, like also the confidence, right? That as you Mm -hmm. said, maybe it wasn't 100% clear on all the details, but I could really sense the confidence in you that you felt empowered to figure that out and to start with the information you had. And that was really powerful for me as a coach to be like, oh, oh, she's got this. Like, we don't have to sort of sift through everything in the space of this conversation. You're leaving with that foundation that I felt totally confident you were going to work through whatever pieces came up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's an, that's interesting because what that makes me kind of reminds me of is that there were a lot of pieces of this particular event that were known to me, but I was like putting them together in a different way and adding in the yoga pieces, which again comes up later in the season. So there's some themes running through, you know, my sessions as well. That was the part where I was like, I don't really know what this is going to be. You know, like there's definitely some unknowns here, Um, but I did feel a a pretty good level of confidence. And the other thing that I noticed about your coaching, Danielle, kind of throughout the season, and it, it sometimes happened in the middle of an episode, but sometimes happened more toward the end is you were really strong with affirmations and kind of saying, I, you know, I'm excited, you know, about this event that you're designing, or I, I see that you have a clear picture of this, like you do a nice job of kind of calling out the strengths of the client, which um, doesn't always happen in a coaching space, you know, like, because it's seen as more of a direct communication, I think. And so it's not always a powerful question. It's, it's more of you communicating something to the client. And so that's something that I would encourage people to listen for in this season, um, because I think you did it especially well. That's so interesting. I think two places where I might see that coming from one, you know, in my work with with students, we often talk explicitly about taking a strengths-based approach. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense to me. And then the other thing that surprisingly comes to mind, and I would never thought I would have drawn this comparison, is I love group fitness classes. And the thing I love about group fitness classes is that affirmation. And I can guarantee you there's times where I don't look that strong, but having someone be like, you look so strong and you're doing so well, I find, yeah, really motivating. So that's interesting to hear you share that. Yeah, it's a huge boost. Okay, that's awesome. I love that technique. Okay, so then the second time I coached you, this is when we talked about learning from a success and you had a, you'd had an event that you were wanting to kind of think through, like, why did this work? Um, and I, it's, it's kind of, I mean, I don't want to say it's unusual, but I think it is something that not everyone brings to coaching to try to figure out what went well. It may be more on the side of what didn't go well and how do I fix it? But this was a really interesting angle to kind of approach this particular situation that you'd had. Um, can you talk a little bit about why you brought this to coaching? Like what was what was the desire you had to kind of unpack this and and why did you think that coaching would be a good space to do that? It's interesting because I think, again, partially in my advising work, a little bit of that strength-based model. How can we not sort of always dwell in the place of, of getting better? And I think also a lot of the work in higher ed, I often talk with graduate students about um, higher ed as explicitly a place of, of critical discourse and often critical feedback. And while that's incredibly powerful as a, as a growth space, it can also get exhausting. And if the story we're constantly telling ourselves is let's look at how this can be better and sort of looking for that peer review or peer reviewing ourselves and our actions. I I think I've seen a lot of people sometimes become a bit more stuck through a fixation on what they could be doing better. And there, I, I, I really feel that there needs to be a balance of what could I be doing better? What could I be doing differently? But what's already working? 
And I think that if you have that platform uh, to work from, I, I do some workshops working with the uh, Gallup Strengths model. Um, maybe we'll link to that in the show notes. But I think I, that's kind of informing it. Like, what are you already doing well? And one of the principles behind that theory is that people are often better served by investing their time and energy in the areas where they have innate strength because you have that platform that you're working from. So I think that was a bit of what was coming up for me. And then when I was re-listening to this episode, it kind of took me back to that space of like really a moment of feeling energized by this experience. And and I'll be honest, when I was re-listening to it, I was not so much in that space at a different point in, in the year and as things are maybe feeling a little bit heavier. And I could hear in myself, I think the way that that was a sort of energizing Uh, And it's funny, the word that's coming up for me again is actually liberating Mm. moment. And maybe that's one of the themes I'm I'm picking up across these different coaching conversations was I felt like I got a bit of a chance to step into my own power and step into that space of of a strengths-based model. So I think coaching on that for me was really helpful because you asked questions to probe at it a little bit deeper and then commenting on technique as a client I found it really effective that in a couple places in this conversation like you push pretty deep like you said you know what's underneath this for you in your heart of hearts is there more to it so I felt like it was really helpful to take this thing that felt kind of uh good on the outside but then also really unpack it yeah one of the things that we've been talking about a lot in my coach training program in the last couple of months is what are the strategies and techniques you have so that you're not just skimming along the surface of a session, but you're taking a client deeper and you're going below the surface. And there are some sessions that are very kind of like logistical and that like they're trying to do a thing and they want you to help them do the thing. And, and so it's like relatively easy to just kind of stay at the surface and, and say, okay, so when would this take place? And and what are the important components that you need to keep in mind? And, and just kind of like walk them through how to make a plan almost. But there's this other layer that's like, but why is that thing important? How does that thing connect to your values? You know, like, and making it meaningful and motivational, kind of like we talked about with the, the first coaching session. So that's a piece that I find a lot of coaches you have to be intentional about that. Like you have to really think about how do I take this deeper And my goal in a session is always to go deep fast because I want to get there as quickly as possible because sometimes it unearths these things that end up taking the session in another direction. Um, Still tied to the agenda, but it kind of opens up these doors into something else. And I thought that this was one of those sessions that for me, this was a session that kind of helped me unlock the next session. Like it helped me understand you more as a client to hear about how you were approaching this and what you were taking away from it, because I don't know that I would have called it liberation either, but I saw the theme happening between the first two sessions of you kind of naming things, owning them, stepping into your own understanding of your own energy and your strengths. Um, And I did come to understand you as being a very strengths-based person um, and coach. Now Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. So this was a really interesting session for me, building off of that first one, Um, I saw a lot more connections this season between your coaching sessions than I have in some of our previous seasons, which was fun. 
to explore. Yeah. And I wonder if that might also be, you know, as we're thinking about this debrief, what keeps coming up for me is, of course, the somewhat unique context in which we, I know your previous season also overlapped with some of the earlier stages of, of the pandemic. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I think about that too. Would this have been perhaps as thematic and gone to the same place in a different context? But I think for a lot of people, some of these questions of things that actually do speak to each other and are more interconnected than they might seem are surfacing as we take that time to ask those questions like, why is this important and what makes it meaningful? Yeah, I think we're all a little bit more willing to to look at those questions. And there's an openness to it that I've seen in my clients. You know, they're they're willing to go farther and deeper quicker. Um, Mm -hmm. Like they're just willing to go there. And um, it's interesting. It's an interesting phenomenon that I think is definitely tied to this COVID experience in a lot of ways. Um, And I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but when you talked later on about kind of coaching in this time of COVID and like, it's very tied to you, to your coaching experience because of how you started coaching. I was really connecting that with a lot of the people who are in my coach training program, because that's their experience. I mean, it's the same. They have had the same situation of having to coach people only during this COVID experience. And it just resonated so much to be kind of thinking about how coaching topics and coaching styles and techniques are impacted by this kind of situation, which um, in the previous season, two seasons ago, season three, Caitlin and I talked about that coaching in the time of COVID as a bonus episode. And um, I feel like we need to keep recording those episodes because it's just like, it keeps shifting and changing as COVID shifts and changes and, and our experiences change as well. For sure. Okay. So then we talked about, you coached me around kind of how I was thinking about coaching as it relates to yoga, which I ended up kind of naming this episode about embracing a new identity, because I felt like that was kind of what we were talking about. Um, And this was one of those ones for me that I also wanted clarity, but I was willing to just kind of explore it and see where it went, because I just did not know where this was going to go. And what I remember from this episode is you just had really good, powerful questions. I mean, like a lot of them got me thinking in directions that I was not already thinking. And I feel like a good sign with a coaching session is when the client is having to like, stop, think, learn new things, approach something from a new direction, and that you're not asking them things they already know. And this was a really nice example for me of that kind of coaching where it was like, there were a lot of questions here that I had not considered yet. And that I was really thinking through in the moment. And I think there were even a couple of times where I said, like, I might need to think about that more. I'm thinking through this in the moment. And I think that came up again in the final episode where you coached me around 2020 and 2021. Mm -hmm. So um, you're, I was constantly impressed by your powerful questions. I just thought they were so tied to the agenda. They were clearly aligned with what I had just previously said. They were just really seamless kind of, none of them stuck out to me as being like, you know, distracting or, you know, off, off path or off track. Like they all seem to be really tied together. Well, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that that was helpful for you. And I mean, sometimes when I speak to people like 
very casually who have no concept of coaching and I'm trying to explain in like pretty straightforward terms, I'll say like, it's, it's often me asking questions to help you sort through something that's kind of become my, my very casual off the cuff definition of coaching. Because for me, I think that process of asking those questions so that someone has to think about something they haven't thought about before, or maybe takes that question away. And uh, yeah, that's also an interesting thing to point to that. I, I really kind of, see it as valuable. And and in no way am I sort of put off if a client is like, oh, I need to think about that more. Can we come back to that? I think that's often a sign that there's there's growth happening. Although, of course, it also makes me want to be like, I hope that that's okay, that that where we push to is a place that still feels good and and feels useful for you. Mm -hmm. But this conversation, I think, was, was so interesting around the identity piece, because I think that was when you said going deep fast, I think you came in with that pretty clearly in mind. I can imagine some other folks who might've started with like yoga and coaching and not seen that identity piece until sort of midway through the conversation or even at the end. Whereas I think that identity piece was really clear for you from the beginning almost. So it was interesting to then dive into that, to unpack that and a kind of cool contrast with the first, with your first coaching session, which had been like a lot about the doing, about the clarifying, about this pretty clear deliverable that subsequently we could point to the website for the retreat and be like, oh, there it is. Whereas I feel like the outcome for the second conversation is going to be more interwoven and more embedded in the things you do going forward. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I can say that I've taken a couple of action steps, you know, since this, because of this conversation, and I can't remember the order in which this happened. I may have already been, I can't remember when we talked about this, but I had, I think at one point talked about opening up one-on-one private yoga sessions. Um, and I, I don't remember if I had already done it or if I was thinking about doing it. Um, but I did it. I mean, I, I did open those up and, um, I have accumulated thus far, like 20 hours of that's amazing of teaching. I know I was like, whoa, like, I mean, just adding it up has been really fun and interesting to kind of see that it's also helped me to understand how important it is for me to track those kinds of things, which I'm <laughs> thinking mm-hmm. further about, especially as it relates to the next episode that we're going to talk about, about tracking hours. But, um, this was, and then the other thing I did and I'm announcing it, um, as this is being recorded, it'll go out in my newsletter on December one. Um, that I'm opening up a new package in 2021, which is basically a coaching and yoga package where I'm not trying to coach while we're doing yoga. I'm appending yoga onto a session, either in the first 30 minutes or the last 30 minutes and just turning it into a 90 minute session. So you can like open with some yoga or you can close with some yoga if you choose that coaching package. And I'll be interested to see what happens with it because I think that there are some people who need that kind of embodied understanding as part of their coaching. So that was one way that I kind of moved that forward was really just trying to think about what is an offering that I want to do here? Like what, what does this feel like? So between the teaching experience and creating an offering around that, which um, at least as of right now, it's not on my website yet. Maybe as this is in the show notes, it will be once this episode is released. Um, but that felt like a big step, like even just putting it in my newsletter and saying like, this is coming and I'm, I'm doing this offering. So I, I agree with you, Danielle. I think this was one of those ones that's like incremental steps. It's not just a, yes, here's the thing that I'm doing and it's clearly defined. It's more like a unraveling over time of what this will look like. 
Well, and it's great to hear that that you have moved forward with those pieces. I think that this is going to be such a, a powerful part of your, your ongoing work and also having these different pieces speak to each other, right? As we're talking about maybe a bit of a theme of, of interconnectedness and seeing connections between different pieces. I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out with these multiple identities. Yeah, me too. Well, and also a good reminder too, that identity stuff unravels over time. Like it is not just a, a switch that you flick and it's like done. <laughs> like it's, you have to be thinking about this stuff and, and kind of letting it have its own time frame. So I appreciated the space that you created for me to be thinking through that. So speaking of timeframes and timelines, that was the, the topic for the next episode where I coached you. Um, and this was actually really fun, I thought, to kind of think through your timeline for collecting these hours because it turned into such a, a related but kind of different conversation about your next steps around coaching, which I just really enjoyed being able to coach you around. So what are you remembering from this session, Danielle? Yeah. So, I mean, what's actually coming up for me as I was looking back over my notes and thinking about these sessions was this was the first session, I think, that was really explicitly about coaching and kind of my coaching journey. So I'm really glad I got the opportunity to talk with you about that because I think with your own experience as a coach, as someone who does a lot of coaching training, it really felt like you were the right person to have this conversation with, mm -hmm. which I've been, I was actually just chatting with someone about that the other day and saying, you know, I'm fortunate to kind of have multiple coaching relationships in my life at this point. And it's really interesting sometimes why I will feel drawn to coach on a particular topic with a particular person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's pretty pragmatic. Like I know they've also done a PhD or I know they've also do a certain type of job, but I think there's also sometimes deeper layers to that. So in retrospect, I feel like this was really the right conversation at the right time with the right person. Mm -hmm. The action item coming out of this uh, session, which is in my drafts folder, ready to go, just not yet sent, is that I've put together an email to about a dozen or so people who I've coached with before, who I have some sort of coaching relationship that's a bit dormant right now. And probably in the next week or so, I'm going to send out that email just as a sort of update of where I am on my coaching journey, uh, a, a more explicit statement that I'm getting pretty close to certifying, and that if any of them would be interested in like even a single coaching conversation, that that would be something that would be really helpful to me at this stage. Because mm -hmm. one thing I took away from our conversation was like transparency and maybe asking for help. And I'm not sure how explicit that was in the conversation, but it's something that's really come up for me afterwards. So I plan to send out that email in the next week or so. I'm hopeful that I think at least some of those folks will respond to me and that that will be a nice step forward to completing those hours. That is awesome. I think one of my favorite moments in the session, Danielle, was like halfway in where you were like, so I thought this was about the timeline, but that was actually kind of a simple answer. And it was actually about something totally different. <laughs> and I feel like that happens so often with coaching is you bring a topic and you're like, so I think that this is what this is about. And then halfway through the session, you're like, so it really wasn't about that or it, it was, but I could resolve it relatively quickly. And now I'm moving into something else. And this was such an interesting conversation about so many things. I mean, I tie it to this COVID period and what you were talking about relating to um, how to kind of motivate yourself during this time and like have something that you could be like focused on during this time, which I think so many people can relate to. And also this idea of like, when you're not sure what's after something or what's next, sometimes you stall on completing it. 
And there's a, a quote that I heard um, from Twyla Tharp. It's in one of her books. And she talks about this concept of like, you don't have to know what's next in order to complete a goal. Like it will just, mm-hmm. it will show up in front of you. Don't let that be a procrastination kind of method. And after this episode, I thought about that because I do think that there are situations where if we're like working on a project and we're not sure what's happening afterward, we kind of slow down at the end and we're kind of waiting for like the next part to be unveiled before we kind of wrap everything up and and keep it going. And so I appreciated so much your honesty about just like, I'm not sure I'm going to know this until I'm there, like, and, and that I need to like experience this and then make a decision. Like once I'm at this place of like completion of the, these hours. So, so much richness here. Like there was just so much going on in this episode that maybe just because I'm a coach who's gone through this experience of, of gathering hours, I'm still gathering hours, you know, like it's, there was just a lot for connection and and it really resonated with me. Yeah. And the pivot to the pit or the pivot from the more logistical to what was underneath also really stuck with me. And I, I don't know that I've answered this yet, but I've definitely sat with that idea that I think we unearthed or you helped me unearth of the reality that I think I had been imagining completing coaching in a non-COVID space and confronting the reality that that probably wasn't going to be the case. And then what does celebration look like? What does completion look like? And I'm not sure I've I've worked that out 100% yet, but I do feel I have a lot more honesty. And I think I needed that reckoning, if you will, with that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also loved kind of your willingness to admit like the arbitrariness of some of your timelines, which I think we all do. We're like, oh yeah, the end of the year sounds good. Let's just throw that (laughs) on my goal list. And just like the willingness to kind of go beneath that and say like, well, what is the meaning here? What am I trying to do here? You know, and some of the questions that we really focused on thinking about what does that mean to you? Like it has meaning to the process of credentialing, but what are you learning through this process? What is the meaning that gathering hours holds for you? Um, which because there are several things in my life right now that I'm gathering hours for, for my own different credentialing things. I mean, this was just, it was an interesting conversation for me to also be thinking about that. Like, what is the meaning? How do we measure learning? How do we measure growth? And it's not always through hours. It's through other things as well. For sure. Yeah. So good. Such interesting conversations. Okay. So then the last episode where you coached me, Danielle, we had kind of decided together this would be fun to do a little bit of like a 2020 retrospective and then thinking ahead to 2021. And one of the things that sticks out to me the most from this episode is that you had these moments where you're like, I want to go in this direction, but we have to wrap this other thing up first. Like you were very (laughs) like excited to like go in certain directions with your questions. And I just really love that energy, you know, like peeking Mm. through of like you, it wasn't that you had your own agenda, but that you just, you knew that certain things were going to be really fruitful for us to discuss. Um, So that's one of the things that really sticks out to me from this episode. Yeah, that's, it's interesting that, that you comment on that. I love doing this type of work as soon as you said that you were sort of throwing around the idea. And it's funny because I think you initially said you might do that or you might want to do something else. So I didn't want to like influence you. But deep down, I was like, I really hope that she wants to do this, this wrap up, uh, because that's very much also part of my personal practice, although I haven't done it so much in a coaching space yet, but like asking those reflective questions at the end of the year, taking stock, making meaning, which seems to be part of these themes of this experience. So I was 
really excited to, to walk with you through this process. And the other piece I'll note about this that I think I felt what like was a bit of a challenge as a coach, but was also exciting was your suggestion of this as kind of a coach along possibility. Mm -hmm. So that knowing that people who are listening might want to use some of these questions or versions of these questions. And that I'll be honest, I was in, as I was coaching in this episode, trying to find that balance of like needing this, of course, to be meaningful to you first and foremost, but also being questions being opened and broad enough that someone who was listening and had had a different set of experiences this year could also find them productive. So I felt like that was a really fun and interesting challenge for me as a coach. Yeah. And I think you hit it just perfectly. I mean, like when I think about the questions, it felt very personalized. I mean, it felt, you know, really useful for me to kind of go through the questions that you asked. But there were many that I felt like, yeah, other people could benefit from these. You know, I, I did feel like it it did work as a coach along in kind of the way that we thought that it, it had the possibility to be. And what it reminds me of is just that powerful questions are so broadly applicable. I mean, like you can ask a good, powerful question and it can elicit so many different things for so many different people. And it's the same question, you know, like, and I, that's one of the most powerful things I think we have in coaching is to ask these questions that I'm going to look at it one way. Someone else is going to look at it a different way. And we're both going to walk away with something that feels incredibly meaningful and useful. So um, I'm glad you took on that challenge. Cause I think it was, it was a fun experience to be able to just kind of release some of, some of that through the retrospective and be kind of thinking about processing, like what has been a very interesting year. And since we've had that conversation, are there additional questions or additional actions or ways of, of making sense of the year that have come up for you? <sighs> I wonder. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of in the, I mean, usually when December starts and, and people who've been kind of hanging around for a while and they've been listening to my podcast and stuff for a while, they know that like the entire month of December is like a planning month for me. It's like once the calendar flips over, I'm like, journaling and goal setting. And I mean, it's like, I just can't help it. It's like, I, I have to do like a deep dive in all of those different directions. And I feel like this year, in part, because I was taking this and studying for this PMP exam, I've been very distracted by just like, literally my brain has been focused on other things. And now that that's done and I'm like, Ooh, it's almost December. I can kind of turn my attention to closing out the year, getting ready for 2021 um, I've been thinking kind of very intentionally about the tools I'm going to be using because in the past I have talked about that very explicitly. And I know this year I'm definitely going to be using a tool that I've talked about a lot called power sheets, um, which is a kind of journaling planning tool. And it, in the first part of it, I mean, it's kind of broken into quarters and you can do monthly planning, but there's like 70 pages of like journaling prompts in the very beginning, which I notice some people is like incredibly overwhelming. And to me, I'm just like, Ooh, when can I like block out a day to like do this stuff? So that is definitely something that I'm looking forward to. The other thing that I've really been thinking about, which seems like it would be obvious, um, but it wasn't to me until recently is I, when I designed the workbook for the retreat that I'm going to be leading, I definitely thought like I should test this out. Like I should do these activities and kind of fill in my own questions and see where this takes me because I like to do that before clients do it just so that I can kind of feel what the activities are like. And um, so that's another one that kind of came up for me that wasn't explicitly on my mind. But when you ask that question, that has been something I've been thinking about in the last couple of weeks. 
but I'm curious to turn it back to you. Are there certain things you're thinking about doing? Because you are not the client in this session, and it probably would have been fun for you to be the client and do this kind of work as well. Yeah, I, I think I am just easing my way into having a bit of time blocked out to, to do some of this work and some of the things I've been thinking about it. I, it's funny, the strengths-based piece, I love to kind of take some time to capture like what were the high points of this year? Like when I look back, what were the moments that I really enjoyed? And that might be more important this year than ever, or maybe interesting this year to see what they were. But I'm often drawn to kind of thinking about what were the moments of, of joy this year, because it can be easy to kind of slip through those. Uh, I also really like to, I know this is a practice that people sometimes do, but sort of set a word for the coming year. So Mm -hmm. decide on kind of a one word theme. Uh, So I think that's a practice that I'll probably be bringing in in the time to come. And then some more of those actionable goals as well, maybe coming back to this planning for coaching, a little bit of timelining around some more deliverable based. Uh, But I love that space of like, what were the high points of the year, setting a a broad intention, and then thinking as well about some of the logistical pieces. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm not sure that I mentioned in the retreat planning episode, maybe I did, that my, my phrase of 2020, was deeply rooted. And that's what I named the retreat. So it's funny how it all kind of comes full circle. Like when you have a good word or phrase, that's really helping you to kind of dig into this stuff. I'll probably try to choose one this year as well. I think for 2021. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I would encourage our listeners because it was just the last episode. So if, if they're listening to this in real time, they would have just listened to this episode on reflections to really carve out some time if it feels right to do some of this work, because I think that there is a ritual, you know, around this time of year that works really well of just kind of closing things out and allowing new things to opening yourself to new things that might want to come in for the new year. Yeah. And I think there's something uh, as well in the way, and I think maybe this year as things have slowed down a little bit, I've been really thinking about the way like nature and the cycle of the seasons even supports that. I don't know. I felt Mm -hmm. like this year I was really noticing like the change of the colors of the leaves and the leaves falling off and it getting darker. And it just, when I actually took a moment to stop and think about it, it really felt to me like things were built in to support these natural cycles of reflection and winding down at this time of year. Yeah, no, I had this, I have had a similar, especially as winter is coming on and it's kind of getting darker and I also have been thinking a lot about how there were periods of time this year, and a lot of people have talked about this in different spaces, where it feels longer than a year in some ways, or like certain months felt like they were two months long, or like November in the US, because we had the election in the first part of the month, it felt like two months. I mean, it felt like you had like the first half, and then a very explicitly different second half because of that new cycle and how everything um, uh, unraveled there. And so it's just really kind of interesting to think about different months of the year. I'm so glad I journaled this year to be able to go back and kind of see how I was feeling in certain months. And I even noted this morning, literally in my morning pages journaling that I've been noting time so much more this year. Like, oh, there's only two days left in November. Oh, we're already halfway through the month. Like that time seems to be moving at a different pace and and the seasonality of that both metaphorically and literally is just a really interesting thing to be thinking about, especially right now during this period when we're all kind of experiencing time in in different ways. So yeah, there's something there that's really interesting to deeply dive into. Mm -hmm. 
Well, what else, Danielle? Is there anything else you want to say about this season now that we've wrapped up our, our episode or our session reflections? Just how, how powerful I found it, how great an opportunity it was, how, you know, the, the interesting aspect of this being an opportunity that happened quite early in my experience of coaching, I'm, I feel like we should do a check-in in like a year or six months and I'll have more to say about how this was really probably formative for me as a coach in ways that aren't yet fully clear to me. But yeah, I think, you know, during a time when there wasn't always a a ton of of structure or things kind of felt messy, this experience of of connecting back with you and connecting to these ongoing coaching conversations was, was really powerful. And it was also interesting for me to try out some different skills as a coach with someone that I had a bit of a rapport with, that I had a bit of context around. I do have some ongoing coaching relationships, but it's been interesting for me to see the difference between kind of one-offs or more sporadic and something that was a bit more uh, set and, and regulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like all of my coaching relationships, whether it's with clients or with people who are in the training program or with this podcast, they're such a grounding force. And because it's kind of time bound, you know, we kind of, we start recording and then we end recording. We have kind of this set period of time where we're interacting and we're kind of planning these episodes. It does feel like it is very much a moment in time that we're doing this work and kind of debriefing it. And I'm so grateful that you were willing to come on the show. And at this stage in your coaching career, like you kind of took that courageous step of being like, yeah, let's do this. And it really did offer a different view of coaching. And I do think that Danielle, your strength-based approach just really shone through this season, Um, maybe even in a different way than we've seen in other seasons. I think it offered something new um, to people who are listening. So I want to thank you for all that you've contributed, your vulnerability, your openness, and your um, really amazing and helpful coaching skills that you brought to the show this season. Well, and I also want to thank you for the work you do within the coaching community and also for making these podcasts. It, it's it's funny. I, I heard someone who hosts a different podcast once say, like, as soon as you have a podcast, people think you're a celebrity, whereas in fact, you might have, it's actually a fairly like democratic and easy. And it's true. When I listened to the first few sessions of Coast to Coach, I was like, oh, this like famous coach who must be doing all these very important things. So it, yeah, it's been, it's been quite um, powerful for me to get a chance to learn from you and, and interact with you. And I think the work you do in all your different spaces is so valuable for people, especially early in their coaching journeys. Thank you, Danielle. I'm so glad that you could be a part of it. And people who cannot see me kind of laughing here as you're talking about coaching celebrities, because I think that's really funny. Um, but yes, uh, it's it's super fun to be able to provide this as a resource. And you're reminding me to tell uh, our listeners that season six is, I think, what we're working on now. Um, season six is already in the works, and it's actually going to be conversations with people who are in my coach training program. So people who have made the choice to um, pursue coach training and what led them to that, uh, what are some of the ways that they've been developing as coaches. And I'm really excited to share those episodes, probably starting in February 2021. Um, and so for folks who are listening, keep an eye out for season six. You can always sign up for my newsletter to be notified when it is live. And I will put a link to that in the show notes and also make sure to check out um, Danielle's contact information and her Twitter and various other ways that you can follow her. I would love to have you back, Danielle, in like six months to see how things are going (laughs) and do a check-in. It would be really fun. Um, But thank you again. And I appreciate so much all that you've contributed to this season. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coach to Coach. 
For any resources mentioned in the episode, check out the episode show notes at drkatielinder.com slash coach. If you found this episode to be helpful, please take a moment to rate or review the show in Apple Podcasts or recommend this episode to a friend or colleague. Thanks for listening.